All right, we are live for the Mike and Mario show. Uh, looking forward to connecting. It's been a minute, but uh, we are here nevertheless. So I'm excited to be back. Mario, hope everything's well. What's going on your side of the waters, my friend? Yes, everything's well here as well. Uh, we haven't been together for a while, I guess, the Mike and Mario show. Uh, and uh, over here, uh, things are uh, moving along. Uh, the economy also slowing down. Uh, I was reading uh, today that uh, we've had the most uh, companies file for bankruptcy uh, since records have been kept uh, in 1960. So with the U.S. GDP also turning negative uh, for the first quarter, I I think uh, the world's uh, going back into a recession. And uh, uh, I don't think it actually ever came out of a recession. Same here. I don't think, uh, you know, other than, you know, the response, the emergency response, you know, they literally they injected trillions to try to revitalize the economy, but only just, you know, drew things out a little longer. But we haven't had any accommodative policies since last spring, I think, that was substantial that went right into the people's hands for whatever it was worth. So, yeah, we're running on fumes and here we are now. We're seeing the, uh, the consequences of their actions, but uh, we're going to dive into that. But uh, welcome, everybody, to the live stream. Definitely, if you're new, let me know where you're watching from. And then also um, let us know via chat, and we would definitely love to hang out with you a little bit. So throw thoughts, ideas, questions out there. We got five, six, seven different stories to jump on, all relevant to what's going on, because the mainstream media will have you look that way. Well, in actuality, you should be looking that way. And so it's a tug of war for your attention. But we know that things are shifting, and the best place to be is in, in things that you own outright and have access to preferably. And of course, we can't help but talk about gold and silver. That's just how things go. So um, I want to jump in, Mario. Uh, I sent you that chart there. And so I, I want to get your thoughts on it just because I, it caught my attention. And let me put it on the screen here. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to, to that. In a second. <laughs> but uh, just this chart real quick. Um, I'm not a TA guy, but I do recognize when there is a breakout or breakdown of some kind. Uh, I want to definitely bring it to our people's attention, but the gold to silver ratio, uh, what's the probability in your, in your estimation that we see that all time high again, where gold completely goes banana and silver just goes through the floor or, or what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that spike there was in March, 2020 and it was gold also dropped, but silver dropped a lot quicker. It dropped to below 12. Um, I think, uh, there is a possibility, of course, that we could go higher because we've broken through the 80 level there, which is important. But yeah. as you go back further, uh, it looks like where we are right now used to be support as well. Mm. So it, it might be tough for it to break through there, but anything's possible. Yeah. Yes. And, and we want to see actually that chart going down mm-hmm. because um, in a precious metals bull market, silver usually outperforms yeah. so maybe we're gonna have another few weeks or another month of uh, uh back and forth in the precious metals and until yeah. silver really uh starts outperforming uh we won't really be able to see gold make new highs yeah but uh this is in u.s dollars uh, and uh gold is not just traded in u.s dollars it depends where you live for right. example here in the uk we are only about I would say 50 pounds off the all-time high. Uh, in Japan, it's like at 250,000 yen at all-time highs. Right. And even in euros and Swiss francs, it's starting to move. Uh, and we've 
uh, comfortably uh, above the 2011 highs in all currencies except the dollar. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that the dollar is like uh, going to re remain really strong. It just means that the dollar is uh, the best of a bad bunch <laughs> and it joins uh, the it joins the the sinking a little later so yeah unfortunately yeah we need to uh, see silver uh pick up again right and speaking of which um you know we talked a lot about you know fiat currencies you know the dollar is stronger so i'm hearing people talk about you know brent johnson's milkshake theory is it coming true and then, of course, the ruble has strengthened significantly since Putin decided to announce uh, all of this uh, you know, recent announcements to getting paid in his own currency for his own sake. But uh, I want to share with you just this visual right here, and then we'll jump into some other things. But here is the Russian ruble <laughs> in, in silver terms. And so along with the uh, strengthening of the ruble itself, as the fiat version, it looks like the price of an ounce of silver in the rubles I have also trended down as well because of the strength of the paper version of their currency. So, um, yeah. Just, yeah, just, I mean, that's just a reflection. The fact that uh, the dollar uh, went up to like almost 150 rubles and now mm -hmm. it's uh, the the dollar is back. Uh, I think it traded below 70 today. So mm -hmm. that's not really a re reflection of uh, the 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 strength uh, or weakness of the silver market. Right. But maybe uh, talking about the ruble and, and paying for uh, commodities in rubles, mm -hmm. just wanted to add that I saw a tweet today by uh, Paul from the Sirius Report. And mm -hmm. apparently uh, the the Greeks have decided to start paying for uh, gas, natural gas in rubles really? uh, to, to gas pump. So I think that's significant. Maybe we should talk about that headline we saw uh, yeah today or recently i think it was today uh, about the fact that the russians are considering um uh pegging uh the ruble to gold i think that's very significant right i think it's a game changer 100 percent. because while the west is you know talking about you know military conflicts and biden over here you know 33 billion 1.7 billion billions billion billions to support ukraine russia is moving forward with actually you know shaking up the monetary order and so with this possibility with something so this could be that event that i've been talking about on my side of as well as yourself that could happen this year that will be the the, the 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 switch being flipped on to where when the flips when the switch is flipped on officially the world will you you, you will have no choice but to recognize the importance of gold in the monetary order and so it's just a matter of that point what, what what comes next so definitely china will make an announcement and then the whole BRICS announcement will be made so it's going to be uh a lot of fireworks built like that at that time is it any wonder that uh, the west nato the us uh the uk are trying so hard to keep this conflict going mm -hmm. and, and to uh joe biden admitted uh, a few weeks ago <laughs> maybe inadvertently that they they are seeking regime change mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's all got to do with gold because right, right. uh uh, Russia is not Libya or Iraq. Russia, even though it's only the 10th biggest economy, it, it's almost like a continent. It's got it's probably the richest country in terms of natural resources. Wow. It's also got a very strong military. And if they if they peg their uh, currency to gold, it, it, like you said, it's a game changer. Yeah. Now, with this article here from Ron Manley, Manley um, uh, just... 
gold and commodities. Using the word and commodities, you know, signifies that there'll be a basket of some type of real world assets that will be used to uh, reestablish a measurement that will determine value moving forward. So in your estimations, you know, because this is all just, you know, it's, it's speculative as of now until it's officially, until it's officially confirmed. But in your opinion, how would this basket shape out? You know, gold, silver, oil, you know, we, I mean, how, what type of basket do you think would be something to, you know, start over, to start the system over again with in your estimation? Personally, uh, I don't think uh, a currency should be backed by other commodities than, uh, than gold and silver. And why is that? Well, because uh, wheat, oil, and other commodities, they're mostly consumed. So they're not money. Uh, so uh, when you get droughts or like any other event that affects supply and demand of those commodities, uh, their prices or their value get very volatile and they don't want a currency backed by commodities like that. And the reason why gold has been money is because all the gold that's ever been mined historically is still above ground and hasn't been consumed. Uh, maybe a tiny bit that they used uh, for the spaceships, uh, but uh, the stock to flow ratio is 84 years. So there's 84 years of production. Uh, and uh, that that's what makes gold really a stable store of value. So I, I'm not sure how uh, adding other commodities to the ruble Mm -hmm. uh, to a, a basket. I'm not sure how that would work, but it would, I guess, be definitely a, a better thing than having a fiat currency backed yeah, yeah. by the whims of politicians and central bankers. At least the ruble would be backed by real things. But uh, I think eventually they'll uh, realize that it's only you only really need gold and, right. and silver could could also be part of the equation. And, and silver would be more of the the general public's currency. Maybe we'll go back to have having some silver coins circulate. Who knows? And I think the uh, Russian Central Bank is one of the few banks that has silver as well, so, mm -hmm. silver holdings. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I had an interview with a actual, an actual Fed, former Federal Reserve, globally systemic important bank employee uh last week and you know it's one of, I, I tend to reach out to people just to you know cover my grounds to make sure I, I you know try to just not be biased towards my own viewpoints and opinions and also it's how I learn. And so I was in, in talking with him uh he basically talked about gold and how a gold standard is, is not doable. And just to, to piggyback on I'll, I'll just show you a little bit of the, this this is the guy here uh Richard Field and it was a great discussion because you know I, I try to throw some curveballs and he clearly wasn't feeling me from the Austrian school of things, but it was a good discussion. But anyway, his point was um, going back on the gold standard, you know, and the fact that gold, the primary reason why gold standard didn't work, according to him, is that, you know, there, there's always going to be new discoveries. And the more, and of course, with greater technology now, that leads to more discoveries of gold, i.e. more gold being mined, therefore expanding the monetary base of gold in the form in the format of like currency creation things like that and so when you mentioned about not be having a good a, a basket of, of, of commodities what came to my mind is to, to reassure possibly reassure you know you got your gold you got your silver as the anchors but then again other real world assets like wheat corn things that people consume 
somehow, some way, come out with a measurement for that to include include as well. Would be what could be work could work because yeah. you have India, China, all the major produ producing nations being forced not to just run to gold and silver. They also got to produce stuff. I oh, yeah. that the world can consume. So diversify a little bit might offer something new rather than just have gold and silver solely because if that is the case, then everybody mama gonna start mining more. Technology is more advanced. Yeah, but you know so he, he's basically saying that if we go on the gold standard, it will be inflationary because people are gonna be mining. I don't agree with him. People love him, the asteroid. We're going to him the I, asteroid. I don't agree with him because uh, <laughs> uh, I've got a book here, uh, Germany's Gold from the Bundesbank. Yeah. And according to the uh, U.S. Uh, Geological Society, uh, there's only about uh, 20 years worth of gold reserves still underground mm -hmm. to be mined. And uh, if you look back at the uh, gold rush in California in 1849, Yes, they found a lot of gold there, and it did create higher prices, but only in California. Uh, around the world, it, it didn't really have an inflationary impact. So uh, I don't really agree with them. And the, the fact is, uh, by having 84 years of stock-to-flow ratio, even if you find a, a big discovery of gold, it's not going to impact uh, the, the value of gold. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with them on that. The other uh, argument Keynesians have is that there is not enough gold, which is also a, a fallacy because uh, uh, there's always enough gold. It just depends the ratio uh, of one gram to to the other commodity or other goods. So right. You just it, <laughs> there is enough gold. But uh, I mean, uh, I'm open-minded to this basket idea of commodity yeah. for a currency, but I, I think eventually people will realize that it doesn't work. That you you really you have to really uh, a currency can only be uh, backed uh, by by money, uh, right. really, because that's what it is. A, a currency needs to you need to be able to uh, extinguish the debt. Because a currency is a debt, it's like a, an IOU, and yeah. you can only do it with, uh, you know, gold right. and silver. You right. you can't like take a drop of oil and say, <laughs> here, there's your payment. It, it doesn't work like that. So watch this. So a part of that equation. So once again, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not up here challenging you know, like that. I agree. You know, we did whatever it is it has to be real rather than digital and paper or something that is you know centrally controlled by banks that can be bought into existence at the whim. Okay, now. Uh, one of the one of the things that uh, you know, serves as well is the fact that it's going to be something real to start, but again, then, then again, it puts a handcuffs on Russia and China to be able to further expand and continue to enslave us. So this is not about freeing humanity. This is about getting away from the petrodollar system, and then we'll go into the next world order of things that has nothing to do with giving us options of you know being able to to have our own privacy. But um, my point is, there's going to be some type of digital connection to that. So, so what, what, no matter what, no matter what it is, whatever it is, gold, silver, coin, copper, coin, whatever. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
it's not going to be moved back and forth. I don't think it's going to be the yeah. representation of well, it. Of course, I mean, if you go back to the 19th century, uh, the paper is just a currency that represents an amount of gold, yeah. and, and you're able to like uh, present it at the bank and get the gold. I, I guess digit digital uh, currency mm -hmm. uh, is more efficient. But I think it should be backed by something because if it be, it's not backed by something and you can't redeem it, mm -hmm. it's going to be just as bad. Right. And one thing I would say, we're talking here about Russia and whether they're going to flip the switch with their move to a gold-backed ruble. Yeah. And I just wanted to tell people that's not the reason why I've been stacking gold and silver mm -hmm. because I'm waiting for someone to go back on a gold standard. I think if even if it doesn't happen, uh, it, it doesn't change anything because it, it actually makes it even more important that you have gold and silver because it means if they don't go back on a on a some kind of honest standard, they're going to keep inflating even more. Right, right, and no, and no matter what, it's going to be done through debt, debt and deficits from here on out until until we're into something new. But yeah, just the whole everybody who's plugged in now know the importance of gold and silver. So it's not like you know we're preaching to the to the choir on this one because. Uh, they are awake and aware. And so there's more things uh, that is trying that, that's trying to divert our attention away from real world issues, which is, um, you know, let's 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 talk a little bit about um, what's happening over in uh, Asia. And so they are extremely uh, harsh on how they're treating their people over there to the tune of millions still on lockdown. And of course, you, you, you mentioned earlier about uh, you think this having something to do with the you know, real estate contagion and all the other issues is over there. But um, I have my thoughts on it as well. But, you know, what made you f uh, equate the Evergrande uh, debacle to the current uh, lockdown situations, how they're somehow correlated or, or intertwined? What, what made you say that? Well, do you remember in 2019, September, uh, the repo market exploded? Yeah. Yeah. Our economies in the West were going to collapse. Yeah. So they 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 started the COVID, and uh, they locked us down, uh, and it was quite draconian here. It was much more draconian in the West than in China. Look at Australia, what they did in Australia and Canada, and now uh, last year uh, Evergrande started teetering, and uh, for the last few months we haven't heard much about that, but uh, I think it was very significant. And now the Chinese economy is. Uh, coming to a screeching halt mm -hmm. and uh, what better way to distract the populace than to do what we did after yeah. our, our own uh, economic meltdown, because yeah. it, there, there was a meltdown in 2019. Uh, I think the system came within probably if they hadn't started uh, not QE again in 2019, the whole system would, would have imploded. So maybe the Chinese are, uh, doing the same thing we're doing who knows yeah. what the agenda is right and so based upon information surfacing i just typed in uh real quickly where you were speaking i typed in china supports economy and fresh you know fresh releases today given to us in the western media is that uh they're definitely boosting they're trying to support to boost markets so they're definitely trying their best to keep this thing from going belly up in its entirety because i think those lockdowns i've seen enough videos to show that you know people are not you know taking being forced to stay in the house with ease. They're out in the streets right now. I'm seeing grocery store shelves, video footage is empty. And so I'm thinking like, how can an event, event like that just stay contained over there? It has to make its way this way. And I think the whole closure of the economy 
the ports closed. I mean, the West is going to feel a pinch, but it's always a lagging effect, of course. But yeah, after the midterms here, heading into 2023, I think we can uh, feel the repercussions of a, a Asian lockdown, perhaps. The supply chain is going to be affected again because yeah. uh, even though uh, the world's trying to move more uh, its supply chains more domestically, yeah. we're still very dependent, I think, on, on Chinese uh, goods. You just have to look at the labels on stuff you buy. <laughs> still a lot of it is right. made in that part of the world. Right, 100%. So, uh, as always, for those tuning in, I did see some thoughts and ideas out there. Somebody said we're avoiding their questions. So, uh, we're not. We're just that we're... When we're ranting back and forth, we not to not we don't tend to look in the chats as things are unfolding. But uh, we'll let me jump on this right here. So uh, WBPT podcast says, wouldn't the U.S. have to repay those countries the gold they owe them if they went back to a gold standard? Uh, do you want? Can I answer that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Jump on it. Uh, technically, uh, the U.S. Uh, suspended the convertibility of. Uh, uh, the dollar mm-hmm. uh, to gold temporarily, actually, if you look at the Nixon comment, and at the time it was $35 an ounce. Yeah. But then the uh, the Congress changed the statutory price to $42.20. Yep. So technically, uh, he's right. If the U.S. were to go back on a gold standard, uh, I-, I would say a lot of countries should get their gold at $42.20. But I bet you uh, the U.S. is not going to do that. No, 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 no. And uh, so in, in, in actually having to make good on all those receipts that are out there floating, both ledger as well as paper units, I would assume they would they would probably want to adjust the price. They, that they would lead the charge in adjusting the price to yeah. something more favorable to accommodate, you know, all the quadrillions worth of paper that's out there that we may not know nothing about. Yeah. So that means gold per ounce would have to be what? Hundred thousand. I mean, just to get started, like the other thing as well. If you go back to 1971 and you look at uh, countries' uh, dollar reserves, and mm-hmm. I've looked at that, and uh, divided by 35, it will tell you how many uh, tons of gold they should get mm-hmm. uh, or ounces. But uh, nowadays, countries like Brazil and others who had big dollar reserves back then. They're buying gold, uh, I would assume, at the uh, market price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- they've been basically screwed. Right. <laughs> uh, America's supposed to have never defaulted, but it has really. Right. They promised something, and they haven't. Pay- they haven't fulfilled that promise of thirty-five dollars uh, for every. Ounce, you know, they 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 should give uh, these countries uh, one ounce of gold for every thirty-five dollars, but they don't anymore. Right. And one of the reasons I'm, I, you know, that's where I saw people talk about, you talk about gold and silver a lot, you know, as if, you know, something's going to change. And I know that they don't want to lose control of gold and silver price, because if they do, then I mean, the world will recognize how important it is to have those, those instruments. Yeah. And that would thwart their plans of taking us digital. Like it is, it has slowed them down to roll out a, a CBDC mm-hmm. or even Bitcoin would lose, lose its luster if the world ran back towards gold and silver, because it's something you can hold minus the counterparties, minus anything else. So uh, they're going to try their best. But then again, manipulation is our friend because it allows you to continue to do what you do, knowing yeah. that, and I always mention, you know, to me, gold and silver in this crazy upside down world are the only things, monetarily speaking, that is stable. Like, I don't care what the fiat price of it is because, you know, if I went from here to the other side of the world, I'm going to get more fiat 
uh, yeah. units for yeah. it. <laughs> and your children in 30 years' time, if you leave it to them or give them some, right. it's still going to be worth something. Right. And uh, the other thing I would say, <laughs> and I forgot now, so it, I think it's, so it would be the equivalent of finding a hidden, uh, uh, what you call it, finding a, a, a sunken ship loaded with treasure. It's priceless, you know. <laughs> uh, let's touch on Chris real quick. Appreciate you, my man. Um, it says, what will the Fed ultimately do? Save the dollar or stock market? Thanks. Ooh, that's a good one. So I got my thoughts on it. I think. I think as a part of their deliberate desire to transition the world towards this digital realm, they'll let the stock market tank just because that's where all the illusionary wealth is. That's where the majority of the illusionary wealth is trapped into those instruments. And so it'll be easier to get all you know, baby boomers, millennials, generation Z to accept their digital versions of whatever it is because of they've lost everything. It's tied into the old legacy system, which makes their transition smoother. They'll take the blame for it. But here in the West, they're going to say it was Russia fought. Putin did it. Then <laughs> Now it's time for us to go, you know, to, to war, unfortunately, like this national threat, national security threat. So but then a dollar in of itself, that's just it, to me at this current moment, it's just a illusionary construct. Like, what is a dollar like other than. OK, go ahead. I, I can write forever. But what do you think? I think your theory is. uh you know, valuable. Uh, but the only thing is, yeah, they if they let the stock market go, if they hike, they're mm -hmm. also going to let the, the bond market is going to collapse mm -hmm. too. So, and uh, the fiat dollar is backed by, by bonds, by trade. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you kind of wonder, uh, I don't think even the dollar will survive. So the, and that's why they will need a digital currency that is not even linked to this present dollar. Mm -hmm. And would that be uh, bad for gold and silver? Of course not, because they'd still be around. They'd still be right. <laughs> And right. even if they uh, do save the, the dollar, this will be worth something too, because they're going to, no, sorry, even if they do save the stock market and mm -hmm. trash the dollar, this will be worth something. So, and silver as well. Yeah. And, uh, I guess the only period of time where gold and silver didn't do well was from 1980 to 2000 or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And that's because the monetary system was very stable. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. But mm -hmm. now it's either going to be very hot or very cold. Um, that That's the way I see it. Uh, all right, so we'll get some more, get to some more questions here. Something here uh, from X. It says, "Question R2D to guest thoughts on the food planets fires for Mario." Um, the food plants. So I'm not sure the food processing facilities over here in the wet in, in the U.S. There's been 18 at the last time I checked that mysteriously over the last year and a half has fire, like some type of fire took them offline. And so I guess he wants to. They want to know your 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 thoughts on that. And are you guys seeing anything like that as far as food facilities in the UK all of a sudden coming up, you know, offline or being taken down or anything like that? I saw, I have noticed these stories about these food plants being burning down in the US. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. I think Megan Kelly, uh, she's on YouTube now and my wife likes uh, watching her. She was talking about that the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, here in the UK, it's not happening. So um yeah it, it seems to be a u.s uh u.s uh centric uh thing <laughs> it, it's not good it, it kind of uh makes you wonder what they're uh playing at 
if, if they want to create a, a food shortage. It wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them because, like you said, uh, if they destroy uh, all financial assets and they destroy the, the food chain, mm-hmm. uh, people are going to be really suffering and they're going to accept anything uh, for things to get better. And in that, in that case, it would be maybe a digital uh, a Fed coin or something like that. And universal basic income to make uh, basically uh, what they want is people to be dependent on the mm-hmm. state. I, I saw a meme, maybe you saw it, I think last week. They had a, a picture of all the bison or buffalo piled up, Mm-mm. you know, because the US uh, oh. government in the 1870s, 1879, they encouraged uh, with the railroads, it was a lot easier to get there. And people, sh- Almost, the bison or buffalo almost went extinct. Mm-hmm. And what that did is uh, that destroyed uh, the culture for the Native Americans They because they, they were so dependent on the bison. And, and, and that led them to uh, the reservations to become dependent on, on, um, on the white men, on the, on the state. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> why, why am I talking about that? Well, because I think what they're doing now is similar to that. They want to make the whole population, um, maybe not you or I or other people who are are looking after uh, being self-sufficient, but they want to make everyone dependent. And they do that by destroying the welfare state, by destroying the dollar and the the food supply to make Mm -hmm. people desperate. So that's how I see that uh, food uh, plant uh, burnings. I I think it's deliberate. It's too much of a coincidence. Yeah. And and so... It's not a coincidence at all. And then you factor in, you know, when you see articles like this <laughs> and knowing that this is a part of agenda as well, lab grown meat Ugh. and insects, good for a planet and health. So once again, how would this ever make a headline story unless that was their, so their solution to the problem they created by removing real world resources, i.e. food from us and giving us lab. So there's a lot of more detailed the, yeah. A lot of the companies that are involved in this, I try to follow, and like they had, they, they already have a plan as to how they want to um, basically count our calories in accordance to our our credit score and how try to try to balance those out. So that's that's a part of a, of, of a plan, definitely. So not coincidental to say the least, but that's where saw, things are heading, huh? Yeah, I no, saw uh, here in the UK Prince Charles, who the who's the heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. So this guy will probably be king. He, he's calling uh, for cows to wear masks in order to save the planet. That's how crazy people are. I mean, and it's the same kind of stuff, isn't it? And uh, I guess Bill Gates uh, buying a lot of farmland. Uh, that's another thing. Is he buying the farmland because he wants to grow food? Or yeah. maybe he wants to like not allow people to grow food on them. So he's just buying it to keep it like dormant. Right. So, uh, so just to, to, to go further on that one as well, this is not like some conspiratorial rabbit hole type stuff. This is like under, under the surface, real world issues that we are facing that's being worked out right now. So this article here is just, it, this is a very lengthy article, but it, it gives out some details as to the companies and operations that are underway now and how over the last, how many every years, everything we put in our mouth primarily from a store comes from these entities up here in the middle. And they've over time, basically bought up the entire industry to where those 10 or so companies control cereals, breakfasts, dinners, and you name it. 
but it doesn't stop there. And just to go down even further, it just gives more insight as to how a lot of this factors into changing our cha- changing our genetic structure and things like that. So there's companies that's working with the food processing companies, and they're even talking about making mRNA lettuce and vegetables that they will be grown in laboratories and, and give it to us. So yeah, I can go on and on and on, but this is just information is out there if you want it, but it, it goes a lot deeper than we're able to touch on on this platform here. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and the U.S. is such a big country, but uh, like the meat supply and the mm-hmm. stuff and things like that, it's so centralized. There's not many, there's not much competition. So if one company goes, the whole uh, U.S. gets affected. Here in, in the U.K., maybe uh, we're lucky that it's Maybe not as centralized right now. Yeah, f- uh, prices are going up, but we are we're not having that many problems. I mm-hmm. could be mistaken. Uh, I, I think uh, prices are going to continue to go up. Mm-hmm. I, I watched this uh, guy uh, the other day. He's got a YouTube channel. He's a farmer in the UK. Mm-hmm. Harry's Farm is yeah, really yeah. good. And he- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it? <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. He grows wheat and barley, and he said those have gone up a lot. And uh, a lot of farmers who have cows and chickens, they have to buy his wheat and barley. Yeah. And unless they raise price prices, they're going to go out of business. So we can expect uh, prices of mm. eggs and uh, dairy and meat yeah. to, to go through the roof. And, and it's got, these uh, farmers, these kind of farmers are going to suffer while Harry, Harry is doing well because he's just growing wheat and barley and he's... Right. Uh, prices are going up and he's doing well and he doesn't have any too many input costs. Right. Now, I, I, speaking about input costs, I saw something about, I think it's it Spain or some European nations, their, their, their price production indexes are through the roof, 30, 40, 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I so, think uh, Norway, a few. Uh, Germany. Like yeah. So 80%. Like, so like, like those astronomical um, uh, measurements there will be passed on. To the, the consumer, consumer price, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, so no matter what, based upon the deliberate withholding and shutting down the economy, there's always going to be a continuous lagging of issues that are at play here. So it's no way around it, really, other than just to do as much you can now, knowing that things will only get tighter, just because that's how they designed it to happen. So um, very concerning to say the least. But uh, let's get to some questions or some thoughts or ideas in the chat. So feel free to throw out some things. If you guys want to touch on, um, we can touch on it as long as it's relevant to the subject matter. And uh, yeah, let's get some questions answered if you guys want. Uh, yeah. Another thing is I'm curious, Mario, uh, Elon Musk <laughs> over here. There's a good portion of people that's putting him in the Trump category saying that he's a libertarian fighting for freedom. I'm more so like a ah, puppet, you know, being used by his oh, overseers. Yeah. But anyway, wait, will you see a question? Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Uh, let's see here, uh, because I, I follow a guy, and he tweeted out something about uh, Elon. Let me just try to find what he... Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, and I'll just read out. I don't have to share it. Um, where is it? Or throw it, throw it in, a, in a private chat. I'll put it on the screen real quick. If it's oh, okay. 
But yeah, Elon is not here to save the day. He's not here to free us uh, from our financial tech overlords. He's a part of the issue. Yeah, I, basically I just, what this guy said, I can't find the tweet. Okay. He said uh, uh, about Elon Musk, he said either he's uh, part of the uh, elite, uh, either he's very naive, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. something to that effect. And, uh, or, you know, he doesn't, or he's going to be stopped. Something like that. I, I, I mean, the, I think the verdict is still out whether Elon Musk is really, um, you know, if he's like a kosher, so to speak, if he's a, a real truther. Yeah. I mean, one thing that always bothered me about Elon Musk is that uh, if he hadn't uh, taken bailout money after the 08 crisis mm-hmm. from the Obama administration, uh, yeah. Tesla Motors would have uh, gone under. So he's okay mm-hmm. taking uh, government help, but then he comes out and comes across as a, a libertarian. So I don't know. We have to give him. I, I don't want to judge. Right, 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 right. Uh, I just... There's a comment he made as well about uh, that you're going to have to uh, be uh, certify your your account. Your your. Your account, yeah, he wants to get rid of bots. So, like, a part yeah. of that means further. And then, of course, it opened the discussion by politicians here in the U.S. Now, they talk about having summoning him before Congress or the committee to talk about, you know, free speech, privacy. And they're saying they're using this as a way to say that uh, Elon Musk acquiring uh, Twitter could pose a threat towards the misinformation movement because it'll give more people the desire to speak out against the government and it's like okay, uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're using this there's a trap misinformation is a euphemism i think mm-hmm. uh, for the truth a lot right. of times i'm right. not saying there aren't people who uh even Go. in the alternative they you you know they you have to be really careful what they tweet out or put mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you see a story and it looks like it's now and you go and you look into it it's from four years ago right but i i think the uh congress and politicians they're more concerned about the truth mm-hmm. and uh they call it misinformation uh, i would say that uh everyone should be allowed to um say what they want and right. and if they do uh, come out with misinformation eventually people will realize and they'll lose credibility right. i think the only thing you have to draw a line Ad is when people threaten people with violence right. online. Apart from that, I think it should be, and also I guess pornography. You don't want that and like right. stuff like that. Right. Anything, uh, anything unethical, definitely it should be uh, hindered. But anything other free speech. That's one of the benefits of free having free free speech is the ability to share your thoughts yeah. and ideas unhindered. But, but uh, banning Jesus. people, be, yeah, banning people because they're uh, coming out of the story about uh, prop. You know, Hunter Biden's laptops and right. know, the New York Post was. Uh, <laughs> and, and then it's OK when it surfaces from them. Now it's not, you know, conspiracy yeah. theory. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's it's it was not a big deal. Um, another thing is oh, I got lots of thoughts. Here's uh, somebody mentioned it. Here's a question or a thought. Uh, what are your thoughts on George Soros invested in poli science? So I wasn't familiar with that at all until you just mentioned it. But I appreciate you because I just typed this in and here's something that popped up that. uh just, you know, I don't know what it is, but George Soros investment in poli science suggests crypto market 350 times X in the coming decade. So I just put Soros and the crypto market all in the same camp. Uh, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever because 
a lot of those crypto projects are in bed with the World Economic Forum. So they all run in the same circles in a sense. And there's no freedom on the other side of that equation, in my opinion. So uh, if Soros is in it, he's trying to sucker in this young money so that he can be benefit be, be benefited on the end. But nothing comes from it. Like, I don't think it's nothing just like, oh, let me go ahead and jump in because Soros is in. No, uh, yeah. Well, I don't even know what PolySign is. Right, I just heard about it for the first time. So there's literally probably 10, 12,000 crypto projects now. So, yeah, you shared that video about how to tell a crypto scale. (laughs) Yeah, that was from Coffee's Willer. He's very good. Yeah, uh, that was a good one, the yield farming, (laughs) the way he described it. (laughs) And that's all a a lot of these altcoins are. They are Ponzi schemes. Yeah. I'm not saying that all uh, crypto projects are bad. But a lot of them are just, you know, I could start a Billy coin and uh-huh. uh, I, I I might be able to create a market cap of uh, 10 million right. <laughs> and, and rake it in. And uh, but I, I wouldn't do something like that. But a lot of people are doing it, I think. Right. And it's the idea that, you know, if you get in early, you can, you know, join the party before, you know, it comes to an end. And hopefully enough suckers are joining on top of you to where you could then you'll see your gains and you did you cash out. And well, to see him describe it that way is like wow. It's a definition of a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? Right. <laughs> or a pyramid scheme. Right. Um, all right, Carol, let's keep it going. So feel free. Let me see here. Um, thoughts. So Mario, if you see anything out there, jump on it, question wise. Uh, uh, uh Dr. Moda says rumor of a 30% dollar devaluation soon with China Russian trade locks down a scam to isolate USA. Mm. <sighs> Locks down is a scam uh, to isolate USA. Uh, no, it's not a scam because they're really punishing their people over there. I, I think ultimately this is all about the overall agenda in reference to this whole New World Order fiasco of depopulation. So a lot of people will suffer not only financially, but also, unfortunately, there will be a lot of lives lost due to starvation, which is obviously deliberate, as well as the idea of most people equate their value of their human life to their finances so like just like from the depression whenever people lose everything they think they lose everything they tend to take their own lives mental health is a big issue being locked down people take it so yeah the goal is to to reduce the population overall now how they do it is going to come through many facets as we're witnessing so anyway that's my little thoughts um oh so i'm not sure if you heard about uh, another country uh, a Central African Republic comes a second country to adopt Bitcoin's legal tender. And it's much smaller than El Salvador, but still, uh, I have you know some very skeptical thoughts on that. But I won't you know bore anybody with that at this moment. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, what uh, else we got here? I'm Michael Otto Mario. I just paid the council tax on my new house in the metaverse. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the metaverse I think is. Uh, I mean, it's not real, but they, they are. I've heard that what they want to do, for example, is get rid of supermarkets and uh-huh. uh, your online shopping basically will be you put these uh, metaverse glasses, whatever on. Yeah. And you're actually like you're it feels like you're uh, in the supermarket shopping and you just pick the things. And that's how you're going to shop. I, I mean, I, I don't want to live in a world like that, to be honest, maybe. Uh, after I'm gone, the future generations will live in the metaverse. Yeah. But it's not a world I, I, I contemplate. Right. And that's the thing. It's not even a, it's not even a, it's not even a, it's, it's not even technically not even a world. It's a 
virtual uh, enslavement because you know you're now a part of the somebody's computer code and and of course yeah. that person is trying to emulate the powers the all-knowing powers of our creator god himself and so we're people are forfeiting their natural rights to have dominion in the real world in order to have a fictionary life in a virtual reality because yeah, of- it, it's like uh just uh watching movies all the time <laughs> even reading books all the time you got to get out into the world it's just a a story that's all it is the metaverse right, right. And, and, and i, I just uh there's something nefarious behind it for uh, the main you know for big corporations and mm-hmm. the mainstream to go be going on about it so much right i look at it the metaverse concept it's the introduction of steering humanity humanity into the matrix like so we had the matrix series from 30, 20 years ago where that to me was the eye opener of the desire of not only taking a cell phone but then making it a part of your life and then making you the vi- primary product within that virtual world mm. so it's all about making profit by profiting off of the human life but then again they're trying to mess with you know actually the human soul in a sense, by all that type of stuff as well. Calyp- Calypso Moon says, Mario, you won't be gone. Your consciousness will be transferred into the metaverse. And that's that's that idea of plugging into the no- the network, like, you know, you're having your consciousness downloaded into some virtual reality on somebody's server. So the Matrix, man, like, you know, it's the I real guess world. They can, they can, if I died today, they could keep playing my uh, YouTube uh, videos, I guess, and <laughs> plug that into the metaverse. <laughs> so I, I'd imagine all that stuff is a lot further along than what we're being shown is just more so introdu- introducing it to us in a small f- increments and the idea of the meta Facebook going to the meta oh, and everything important, and, and, important yeah. uh important birthday Henry Kissinger is 100 years old oh congratulations okay. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently did you know the that uh Henry Kissinger was the guy who recruited uh Klaus Schwab because Klaus Schwab went to Harvard Business School mm. in the sixties, so there you there you go. Henry Kissinger, he he is originally from Germany, and he I think his family emigrated during World War II because they're Jewish. Yeah, but there's a lot of people, and they're he's very uh, he was kind of uh, connected to the Rockefellers, mm-hmm. Henry Kissinger, and I think uh, yeah he's um, he not a very uh, nice character i would say he's part of the building this well he was the guy who designed the who helped uh negotiate the petrodollar for the nixon administration mm. heinz alfred kissinger that's his real name you see yeah oh man more madness but uh let's get ready to draw down uh so we got what the fed meeting next week right what, yeah. do you, what do you anticipate? They go, you know, 50, 50, 50 Yeah, 50, it looks like they, they're going to raise by 50 basis points. And I think the market has priced that in. But the interesting thing will be to see uh, what they say, their their statements, and also uh, the press conference, what uh, Jay Powell is going to say, to you know, how he's going to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. If there's a slight hint of dovishness, you know, you could see um, – the dollar go back down quite a bit against the other fiat currencies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to be determined. But once again, like you know, they're not and they're not in the business of saving the global economy. They're trying to cover up their own rear end and and draw this thing out as long as possible. Because for me personally, it's between now and November. This you know what what will take place between now and then. And if, if all this stuff out east with Putin and China doing what they're doing is sincere to disrupt things. 
that we can expect some type of an event between now and, and November to really shake stuff up. Like if Putin really wanted to get to the U.S., he could do something within that time frame that'll cause November, it'll, it'll stall November or force them to do something that we've never witnessed on this side. So I don't know. But in the meantime, yeah. I'm taking advantage of the manipulation, my friends. And yeah. also, we'll go ahead. I think the uh, sanctions that uh, the West uh, try to impose and destroy the Russian econ- destroy the Russian economy and mm-hmm. the ruble has completely boomeranged back on the West because you look at the the pound, the yen, uh, the uh, the euro, they're all like dropping very quickly, not just right. against the dollar but against gold. Right. And I think it's gonna boomerang against the US as well. Right. And, and I think uh, gold and silver are gonna be a lot higher. And that's one of the main ways that the major reserve currency devalues. It devalues against gold and silver. All right. Now you, you say boomerang, and my, my first thought is like I would assume they knew that intentionally. Like, you know, they can't be that naive to think that by literally trying to ostracize a single country that is that is valuable to the global economy mm. would actually just stay contained, you know? so I, I think the politicians, they didn't know this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there were, I, I think some people at the Fed like warned against this. Mm-hmm. So there were a few people that um, listened probably to us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. I, I think it was kind of mixed. Some people knew that it could boom, boomerang, but uh, I think they're desperate. So they, they're trying anything. Right. And, Especially and re- the guy uh, at the White House. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we're in with that. But the reason why I think that uh, outside of the politicians doing what they're instructed to do, the ultimate fight is uh, you know is the move away from the petrodollar system and the dollar and everything related to it. So they've been seeing the trajectory over the last several years, and they didn't want it to happen all of a sudden. To where now we'll sanction, we'll cut off from the SWIFT, that whatever. Where they 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 know what's on the table. They're just trying to not be in office when stuff hits the fan, so they don't be the ones to take the blame. But um, all right. But as always, people, it's always good. I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end. Uh, We'll, we'll, hey, we'll, just, we'll play this clip real quick and then we'll come back right. and have some good laughs with it real quick. Oh, the ill begotten gains. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracy. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, about man. uh Hunter Biden's ill-begotten vein. Yeah, I, I'd have time to do- download that one. So, yeah. um, but always, people, it's always good to connect with you. Hope you guys enjoyed the back and forth. And once again, just trying to recap the week and look ahead and just uh, navigate through these choppy waters. But more importantly, you all know what to do. Continue to take advantage of other opportunities while you have them. Be grateful for what you do have. And also make sure you continue to inform others around you so that they are not left behind because, you know, things are happening at a much faster pace these days. And uh, let's just, you know, take advantage of the day. Have a great weekend. Mario, anything you want to leave us with? Same thing. Just uh, keep keep going. Uh, try to uh, not let um, all the fear-mongering, all, all the noise uh, take you off uh, living a normal life. You know, you can only do your best. Right. And, of course, uh, if people do ask for your, your opinion, try to, try to help them. But uh, some people just don't want to hear things so uh yeah just do your best right i agree all right people manico 64 on youtube rethinking a dollar everywhere you can find me other than that be blessed be safe and have a great weekend back at it next week peace